Look, it's no secret that this week's matchup for the Louisville Cardinals against the 10th-ranked Wake Forest Demon Deacons is going to be a tall task, yet there still is a blueprint to victory for Scott Satterfield's team, one that involves solid red zone offense, pressuring Sam Hartman, and not defeating yourselves. With that being said, let's get right on into the show on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Happy Friday. Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Thanks again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team, every day. Look, it's going to be no secret that this week's matchup for the Louisville Cardinals against the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest, it's going to be a tough one. But there is a blueprint that will lead to victory for Scott Satterfield's team should they choose to go down this road. One that involves um, pressuring Sam Hartman, um, solid red zone offense, and not defeating yourselves. So we'll talk about all three of those points on today's episode of the show beginning with the quarterback pressures. Look, there is no secret that this Wake Forest offense, the 10th-ranked Demon Deacons, are very, very solid. You know, Sam Hartman, um, you know, there was some doubt at the beginning of the season of his status because he had a um, an untimely, I guess you could say, hiatus to where – uh, untimely leave of absence but he ended up coming back quickly so it's nice to hear that uh, nothing was too serious or if it was it got handled um very swiftly so we we like to hear that um but overall you know this is an extremely efficient offense you won't be able to tell that by looking at the overall numbers like scoring totals although they do average over 40 points per game um, things of that nature, you know, yards per game, so on and so forth. But for starters, I think that getting after Sam Hartman is really going to be the first key to victory here for the Louisville Cardinals. Um, to read off some um, statistics that offer some context, uh, from the Wake Forest side, they are the sixth most efficient passing team. They average the most yards per point, which I think it's 10.4 yards per point essentially leading us to believe that they are one of, if not the most efficient offense in all of college football. So they definitely, once they get the ball, you know, regardless of where they're at, they definitely make the most out of their opportunities. Um, one of the better passing offenses in the country, 19th overall in passing. A little bit uh, pedestrian in the rushing category. They are 75th, so, so like right in the middle. Um, they've allowed... 2.29 sacks per game, which is good for 84th in the country. And um, I think that that really just goes to show you that if they protect Sam Hartman, then you know he's able to operate under a clean pocket, and that's where Wake Forest really, really makes teams pay. Um, you know, for an offense that 
might not necessarily um, be jumping off the page in, in terms of statistics and things of that nature. They're taking care of business regardless of where they are on the field. So uh, a team that doesn't necessarily force a ton of turnovers but is great in the turnover margin because they don't turn the ball over often. So that just goes to show you they're a very disciplined offense. The same um, storyline this year is the same storyline as last year, and that is the fact that Wake Forest simply does not beat themselves. You know, they're not going to defeat themselves. You know, they're not going to be a team that racks up a ton of penalties, racks up a ton of, um, you know, mistakes and things of that nature. They force other teams to beat them, and frankly, that's how it should be. Um, so for Louisville, and we'll talk about that a little later on in the show, for Louisville, it's about um, essentially making things uncomfortable for Wake Forest, and you start out by doing that by getting after the quarterback. Louisville is fifth in the nation in sacks per game, averaging just over three and a half per contest. And they are 10th in the country in tackles for loss, averaging just under 7.5 per game. So, um, you know, there was an interesting tweet that I saw. Uh, I think it was on social media. I could be wrong, but uh, essentially the tweet said, you know, Wake Forest was rolling against Florida State a couple weeks ago until the Seminoles were able to get after the quarterback, and then Sam Hartman looked uncomfortable to the point to where Florida State almost came back and won the game. For context, the Demon Deacons won that game by 10. Um, and I had to go back and like truly watch the whole game because I'm like, okay, is that really true? And you go back and watch it, and yeah, I mean, I think that um, – there, there's a lot of merit in that uh, take. I think that um, getting after Sam Hartman would be a solid key to success because not only does he get you know flustered in the pocket, it just essentially you know um, you know when you get after the quarterback, you know it can fluster them, but also forcing them to make a decision that much quicker. Anything you can do to try to slow down this passing offense and just essentially get them off the field or get them in third long situations um, consistently to where they're time and time again having to convert on, on third and long. So, um, and even though, you know, even if you do pressure the quarterback, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you're going to have to have your secondary play solid as well. So I think it's a whole defensive effort, but it really does start uh, with the front seven getting after the quarterback. Um, now, granted, you can say, what you said about the Florida State game, but also if you turn the argument on its head and you say, well, Clemson, Wake Forest, Wake Forest hung 45 in double overtime, and the Demon Deacons look solid offensively. They moved the ball against one of the better defensive lines in the country that's very veteran-led. Um, it has multiple NFL draft picks on it and things of that nature. Look, I get that. I really do, and I think that that's a very, very uh, fair point. Um, but in that game, it seemed like Wake Forest was giving Sam Hartman just enough time to throw the football in that one, as as opposed to Florida State, when when the Seminoles brought the house and, and got to the Wake Forest signal caller, the Demon Deacons offense um, definitely shored up a little bit, and um, you had trouble uh, continuing and extending drives. So I think that that's the number one key here for Louisville. And I think that defensively, this might be the recurring um, key to games because it's it's an aspect of the game that the Cardinals have not had in quite some time. I mean, you're talking about maybe the Bobby Petrino offenses, um, you know, under Todd Grantham when they had guys like Devontae Fields and company. But really, it's I think it's more of a 
parallel being drawn to the Charlie Strong defenses, you know, maybe not overall as dominant in all facets of the game, but um, when it comes to pass rush and getting after the quarterback and recording tackles for loss, I, I think that, you know, this team is getting better and better when it comes to that. So at the end of the day, hey, look, it's like, okay, um, Wake Forest is perhaps the best passing team that you'll play all season when it comes to pound for pound in terms of efficiency and things of that nature. And it's a veteran like quarterback. Um, but you have a defense that can really disrupt Wake Forest. Now Wake Forest isn't essentially, um, you know, serving as a stronghold on the offensive line. They are struggling at times to protect Sam Hartman. They are, have shown to be vulnerable 84th in the country in sacks allowed. So it's not like, you know, Hartman has a clean pocket to throw every single time he drops back. But for Louisville, um, you've got to do what you did, you know, the over the past handful of weeks. You looked solid against Keaton Slovis. You looked solid against Brennan Armstrong. Um, the question now is, okay, both of those offenses, you know, Virginia had struggled, you know, overall, and Pittsburgh really had their issues with passing the football as well. Now you're going up against a high-octane passing offense, and how does your defense respond? Can they get there just a little bit quicker? Now, granted, Wake Forest running the ball is very pedestrian. Like I said, middle of the pack, 75th in the country. But what does that mean for how you're going to get after the quarterback? And I think that you know guys like Yasir Abdullah coming off the best game of his career, one of the best individual individual performances uh, by a defensive player in the Louisville football program history how's he going to respond this game how's he going to continue that momentum yaya diaby ashton gelati monty montgomery momo sanogo on the interior des tell uh jared dawson you know so on and so forth um getting guys after the quarterback you know whether or not it's you know getting sacks on sam hartman or not or you know dropping the opposing running back in the backfield at the very least um, forcing Sam Hartman to speed up his reads and go through his progression progressions, not progressions. I'm not even sure if that's a word progressions just that much quicker to where he's having to make a decision that much quicker. So I think it, it starts right there defensively. Um, but I, I think that as much as it is critical that Louisville plays a solid game defensively, look, it's going to be an overall uh, solid performance, which they have to have. So offensively, I think that Louisville's offense um, has more to prove than the defense. And for this game in particular, I think that they're going to be able to move the ball a little bit better than they did against Pittsburgh, but it's about capitalizing. It's about putting points on the board. That's why the red zone offense is the focus for the second key to the game. We'll talk about that here in just a second after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, Underdog Fantasy. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up the college football season. Um, in the Syracuse at Clemson game, I'm going to take Sean Tucker. Lower than 93.5 rushing yards, Clemson is very, very tough against the run. Or let me, let me just rephrase, that was the one I would have taken last week. Um, in that game, I apologize. My notes are a little bit off, but that just kind of goes to show you the format of how 
Underdog Fantasy works. You pick between two to five players across any team, not just the Louisville Cardinals, and decide if they will finish higher or lower than the projections. It's very, very easy. Sign up with the promo code Locked On. That's all one word, Locked On, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Yes, deposit $100, get $100 for free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play. That's Underdog Fantasy with the promo code Locked On. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. So, kind of moving along, like I mentioned before the ad break, um, the Louisville offense in the red zone has been okay. I, I think would be the description. There's more to be desired. Uh, they're 59th in the country. In terms of red zone offense, 22 scores on the season for 84%. They're scoring 84% of the time between touchdowns and field goals. Uh, the differentiating splits are 14 touchdowns to 8 field goals. Um, that's what makes up the 22 overall scores. Like I mentioned, 59th in the country. So close to um, close to halfway, more so than the, than the top third. Um, so... I think that that kind of speaks for itself. Um, when you watch the Louisville Cardinals, you know they usually they're if they're driving, they don't have a lot of issues in terms of getting into the red zone. But once they get into the red zone, there's been a handful of various factors that have kind of stalled out drives that lead to field goals and take touchdowns off the board. Um, you know, penalties have been costly. Uh, just. I think play calling at the goal line is something else that needs to be um, altered a little bit because it becomes very predictable. It seems like once you get inside the 10 yard line, everyone knows that you know, Malik Cunningham is likely going to have the read option, um, which I mean, it works a lot of the time, but you know, in, in this game, I definitely could see Dave Clawson and company, um, you know, trying to bank on it being read options uh, in the red zone. Make no mistake about it. Getting field goals is still points, but when you're going up against an offense that is scoring, uh, you know, 40 points a game, one that's very efficient, you're going to have to, you know, turn field goals into touchdowns. You need to get into the end zone in this game because you're going up against an offense that, hey, look, it's high octane. And the defense that you're going up against last year, it was pedestrian to say the least. It's it's upgraded this year. It, it's gotten better. They're, I think, allowing four less points per game and like less than 40 or 40 yards less or something like that. I, I forget what the tr the true statistics are on that. But overall, um, I mean, I guess you could say scoring in general is the key to the game. But I mean, that's kind of a given, right? I mean, obviously, hey, Dalton, uh, for the Louisville Cardinals to beat the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, they have to score more than them. Yeah. There you go. That's the episode. To score to to win the game, Louisville needs to score more than Wake Forest does. Yes, that's correct. But I think that, you know, when you break it down and kind of see where Louisville's struggling, and, and they're not, I mean, I guess they aren't really truly struggling in the red zone because it's not like they're in the bottom 50 of the country. But in this game, when you factor in context, you factor in the offense that you're going up against, a, a solid passing offense, which kind of scares me as, as a fan of the Cardinals because although the, the passing defense has been solid the past two games, those are against two passing offenses that weren't really all that good. You're going up against probably the best passing offense in the ACC this week, and it's they're going to test you. They tested you last year. They're definitely going to do so this year. Um, there's going to be a lot banking on the secondary and the defensive line and the front seven, the defense as a whole, but a lot of that pressure is going to be on the offense as well. 
because unless um, you know, Louisville's defense is able to turn in a historic performance, this could be a shootout in, in which Louisville would probably um, be okay with because that means that they're scoring points as well. So um, it comes down to actually converting, getting into the end zone. Uh, field goals are good because they're points, but look, in this game, it's a little different. I think that you have to you know, take the points where you can get them. If you get inside the red zone, look, it needs to be seven. I mean, three is not the end of the world, um, you know, if it is what it is. But if you're in, if you're getting into the red zone and you're getting in third and third and goal from the eight or nine yard line because the first two plays didn't work because Wake Forest knew it was coming, or you have penalties that stalled the drive to where it's a holding call. Look, it's been a recurring issue all season long, and I think that you know there's just been a lot to be desired in the red zone, and I think that this is a an aspect of the. Um, offense that I think can improve, and it's going to be a spot that needs to improve because, look, Wake Forest is going to put up points in this matchup, or one would think. I know that they're not necessarily the uh, heaviest favorites in this matchup, but at the end of the day, this is a very, very good offense. So um, I, I think offensively, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, putting the putting points up on the board anyway is very critical, sure. Um, and the passing offense needs to look good, but I think that um, – you know, red zone offense, if you're getting into the red zone, that means that something is working. It's just a matter of when the field gets shorter, the defense gets more compact because their back's up against the goal line. You know, what what's your play calling going to be like? How are you going to get Wake Forest off guard? How are you going to get into the end zone? That's got to be the focus offensively. And one way you do that, one way you make sure you cross your T's and dot your I's when it comes to execution on getting into the end zone and um, you know forcing turnovers, winning the turnover margin, is by not beating yourselves. We're going to talk about that here in the final segment of the show. Uh, before we do that, I want to say thank you all again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen every day. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube and now WHAS 11 Plus, which you can go to WHAS11.com, scroll to the sports section, and find the show um, and watch the show and all that good stuff on that streaming service. Uh, but five days a week, your team every day. The recurring theme for the Louisville Cardinals since 2019 when Scott Satterfield um, started his tenure here has been to stop defeating yourselves, meaning turning the ball over at costly times, not doing the little things right, so penalties, turnovers, um, just very, very simple mistakes, things of that nature, missed opportunities, um, drop turnovers, so on and so forth. For this game in particular, Two um, aspects of the little things pop out here, and that is penalties and turnovers. When you look at penalties, very, very um, um, different in terms of being on opposite ends of the spectrum. Louisville is the 114th most penalized team in the country, averaging 69 penalty yards per game. Wake Forest, on the other hand, 21st. 
40.71. Um, turnovers, Wake Forest is top 10 in the turnover margin, which uh, Louisville is right around that area as well. But for different reasons, as opposed to Louisville, you know, as for Louisville, it's forcing turnovers. As for Wake Forest, it's not turning the ball over. So um, something is, is going to have to give, or one's going to have to give. Um, and it comes down to, you know, which team, which team can, uh, you know, force turnovers and capitalize on them as a result of that. So um, penalty-wise, it kind of speaks for itself. Look, Wake Forest isn't going to be a team that gives you penalty yards. They don't, um, you know, get penalized a lot. They're very, very disciplined um, on both sides of the ball, and that's been something for the past couple of years, right? Like Wake Forest is one of the most disciplined teams in the country when it comes to uh, not defeating yourselves. Um, however, Louisville, on the other hand, has kind of been the exact opposite. In, in a lot of their losses over the past two to three years, they've outgained their opponents, but they have gone a long way in, in hindering their own performances by racking up a lot of penalties. They've done that this year. You know, uh, creating turnover, or, I'm sorry, turning the ball over. They've done that this year and not capitalizing on turnovers as well. And that's been a big issue as well. They forced three turnovers last week against Pittsburgh in the first half. Granted, it was all near the Louisville goal line, so they had to go a long way, but zero points were a direct, um, <sighs> excuse me, my goodness. You start to yawn, can't stop. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, Penalty-wise, Louisville needs to have a clean game on both sides of the ball. That means uh, limiting the holdings, limiting the pre-snap infractions, uh, false starts and illegal motion, uh, pass interference as well. With this offense being very efficient, being a solid passing team, the defensive backs have a lot um, of, of responsibility in front of them. And it, you know, it, it begins with uh, make sure you're not giving the officiating any opportunity or reason to call any type of defensive holding pass interference because you know we saw you know Louisville over the past you know two seasons really hurt themselves when it comes to uh you know giving up those big penalty yards on pass interferences um when it comes to the turnover margin like I said Wake Forest doesn't really turn the ball over a lot Louisville in their past two games I believe have averaged you know, 3.5 takeaways. Um, you know, some of that has been from the pass rush, you know, forcing fumbles, but most of it's kind of been interceptions with the Louisville defensive backs being in the right place at the right time. It seems like, uh, you know, I'm not saying that all of the problems are fixed, but, you know, you can see that Brian Brown and Wesley McGriff and company have made some adjustments. Now, for uh, a good amount of the fans, that's not good enough because of how um, bad the secondary has been at times, but, um, I think that this is a going to be one of those matchups to where one team does something really well and the other team does something that is in direct contrast to that something very well, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, needless to say, something's going to have to give. And for the Louisville Cardinals, it's about winning the turnover margin. Uh, Wake Forest isn't necessarily setting the world on fire in terms of creating turnovers. Um, that, like I said, their turnover margin. Uh, ranking is kind of based on, you know, their um, seemingly inability to turn the ball over. I think they only have five turnovers um, through the first seven games. <sighs> There's the yawning again. I, I don't know what, what it is. But, um, yeah, I think that this is a good opportunity for Louisville to continue to do what they have been doing, and it's a very tall task here. Um, this is the game that you cannot defeat yourselves. 
you know, you can't afford to rack up a bunch of penalty yards. You can't afford to, um, you know, turn the ball over multiple times. And honestly, if you force turnovers, you can't afford to not capitalize on those turnovers. And you think, okay, well, Dalton, you're saying Louisville needs to have a perfect performance. Well, there's no such thing, but they damn near need to have one. Let's be completely honest. This is not some bad team that's coming to Cardinal Stadium. This is the 10th ranked team in the country. Whether or not you are sold on them or not, they are number 10 in the country. They're 6-1 and one with one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC. They took Clemson down to the wire. They've beaten Boston College and Florida State, two teams that you lost to. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things to where I don't think the spread really depicts how good this Wake Forest team is or need to say – how good they can be. So, um, yeah, I think that this has to be a nearly perfect performance for the Louisville Cardinals. They have to put together a good performance overall from start to finish. They have to start well, they have to continue well, and they have to end well. And, you know, whether or not you feel like that's too much to ask, I don't care. That's what needs to be done. Um, you're playing a top 10 team. You don't, you don't usually fall into or trip into a top 10 win unless that team you're playing is just having an abysmal off day. And Wake Forest, historically over the past two seasons, they're not a team that's going to beat themselves. So you're going to have to force the turnovers. You're going to have to capitalize. You're going to have to play you know, good in the red zone, both offense and defense. You're going to have to limit penalties, limit mistakes, limit um, doing the small things wrong. Um you're also going to have to get after the quarterback. Getting after Sam Hartman is going to be a big-time factor in this game. So those are the keys to the game. Um, it's a special weekend, Halloween weekend. We are going to have uh, a couple episodes over the weekend, multiple episodes on Monday as we conclude the month. Um, we'll talk about some more uh, preview into this game uh, for an early Saturday edition of the show. Also have a recruiting episode as well. But that's going to wrap up this first, uh, well, actually the only Friday edition of the show, I do believe. But that's going to wrap up this Friday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. Have a great end of your week. Most importantly, go Cards. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.